0: Here we go, here we go, come on, come on. Here we go, here we go, come on, come on. What's wrong with that? What in the world is happening? Well, it's Tuesday, and it's time for your favorite show on the IGTVs and on the podcast. It's time for Get Wood. My name's Jess Wood, and I'll be your hostess for this half hour or so of some stories and silliness and maybe a couple things that make you go, damn, oh, ma. Hey, I got a little theme song. Maybe you'd like to join in with me and sing it. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all. You know the words. Bam. And you say, God damn. This is a dope jam. I'm broad. I'm broad. I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm feeling my titties and I'm broad. I'm broad. And I'm broader than Broadway. And I'm diddling, 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 diddling myself. And it feels So good, you know, your sauce will mix with ours, and we'll make a good goulash, baby. Oh yeah, what time is it? I already told you, but it's time for Get Wood. And I'm Jess Wood, and I'm here for you, like I am every Tuesday, every Friday. You know, we need some consistency in this damn life, so here I am, being consistent. Happy Tuesday, baby. I told you I'd see you next Tuesday, and here I am. with my friends with my lovers with my people and my humans witches warlocks goblins all y'all hey uh, what a week it's been huh what a fucking week I uh, I really thank everybody for last week's support and love and the sharing of the show because I was riled up man as I am a lot of the time regarding this goddamn country fucking living right now and Hopefully, you know, with the, the Aquarius moving in and taking over, still having Saturn happen, we're going to have some structure, we're going to have some love, we're going to have some peace, we're going to have some refigurations of shit going on because the two that are coming in, I believe that they are going to help us figure some shit out. I mean, they're going to have to. And fuck all these people that are like, oh, it's just the same. They just look different, but they're the same. No, they're not, you fucking dicks. You know, take a, take a step back and check out what the fuck's going on and what the fuck's been said. But hey, this isn't a show about politics. This is a show about me and my narcissistic nature. Hello. I have plenty of stories for you regarding this week. And let me tell you, they are all fucking splendid. So let's start, shall we? I'd like to start with a little story from the post office this week. That's right, I do hit the post office once in a while because you know what, there's nothing else to fucking do. You go to the post office, you go to the supermarket, you maybe go do your laundry. There's not a lot to do right now, right? There's not a lot open. So I went to the post office and I noticed being in the line, long line, long line, I happen to be the only Caucasian persuasion in line. Okay, now I clock always, you know me, I clock all the stuff that's going on. I want to see everybody. I want to see all the things. I want to see all the people. So I'm checking everybody out. Okay, standing in line for a while and then all of a sudden another white lady comes into the post office. Now she looks curious. She looks confused. She's looking around. She looks at the line. She doesn't look happy with the line. Nobody's happy. It's a line. So she's kind of, hmm and then she kind of disguises her, her cutting, well, we're going to call it what it is, as like, oh, maybe I'm going to look at merchandise closer to the counter. There's some merchandise that I can look at. And she's fucking, she's trying, and I'm clocking her. I'm watching this every move this white lady makes. And I'm like, Mm-mm. lady, you're getting a little close to the counter. You're getting a little close to the counter. As I, as I thought. As I thought, and I hate to have a bad judgment about people, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt, but this white lady did not allow for the benefit of my doubt. I gave her a few minutes, she fucking took those minutes and she ran with them. She waited for the person to leave the counter, young girl working at the counter, the post office girl. She doesn't see that this fucking white lady just rammed in and cut us all off in line and now is like, hi, excuse me. Hi, I'm very important, hello. So I, in the line, middle of the line, I just start going, Karen, 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 and I'm screaming, and I may, I may blow out my speakers on this, but I don't even care because that's what was happening. I was so pissed off. Karen, I'm screaming. The girl who worked at the post office looked at me and she goes, what? And I said, I'm not talking to you, baby. I'm talking to her. And then the white lady kind of looks at me and I go, hey, Karen, you can't cut in front of us all, okay? You just can't. It's not okay. And then she goes, well, I just had a question. I said, hey, man, we all have questions, but we're all in line, okay? So just get your ass into the line, Karen. What the fuck? Now, the titters and the giggles and the bodies shaking from the shoulders behind me and in front of me were my uh, validation that I had done the right thing. Now this white lady, Ken, she left. She left the establishment. And I was like, good, good. I like running people out of establishment. I don't give a fuck. And you know what? There's no reason as a a white lady that I should allow another white lady to pretend like she's fucking better than us. And this is why, this is why we're in the predicament that we are in. Because white people have made it fucking like that's inappropriate. I'm calling the police. Call the police, Karen, I'll fucking tell on you. you fucking took the thing. So when I got up to the counter and I got to the young lady who I'd yelled Karen at, I got up to the to the young lady and I and I said to her, hey, you know I don't mean to, to make a ruckus, <clears throat> excuse me in your post office. I don't mean to to yell. In your post office, but I must tell you, as a white chick, it's my civic duty to stand up. For everyone in line who was non-white and didn't feel like they could stand up for themselves, I had to be the voice of fucking reason. Get that bitch out of here! I said so we can't have, we can't let white people just take over and continue to think that they rule shit. They're already getting passes from the government. They're getting passes from the fucking cops. They're getting passes. Well, guess what? The the pass stops here, Karen. The pass stops here, bitch. I'm not letting it happen. Not on my watch, bitch. And the girl at the post office goes, oh, uh, I shouldn't even have, have talked to her. I'm, I'm so sorry. And I said, no, no, it's not your fault, honey. I, you're amazing. I said, you're doing your job. This is a really hard job to do. But goddamn, I cannot sit back as the only other white person in the fucking post office and not say something. No. My mother's ghost would come and haunt me for fucking ever. She's already here all the time. I don't need her nagging on me about another fucking thing, you know? Jesse, stand up. Stand up for the downtrodden. Yeah, I know. I know. I did scare the nice lady behind the counter, but she was kind of giggling too. She was like, well, okay, because she couldn't say anything because like Al, yes, Al, facts, 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 these fucking bits. And I'm fact checking. That's what's up. I'm up, up up here like, oh really? You think you're better than all of us? You're not. Get to the back of the line, you fucking dick. Mama L, she would not. She would. My mom was a violent woman. She was violent. I, it's not. It's not a secret. <laughs> she was a violent lady. She fucking punched a man in the street once when he he grabbed her ass. We were in New York City. Bam! Uh she would have probably gotten into a fight with the woman at the counter. And you know what? She wouldn't have called her Karen. She would have probably called her a cunt because she loves the word cunt. <laughs> Loved. Loved. Yes, she did. So I did feel like I did a good deed for my day. And then when I left the post office, I walked out of there feeling pretty good, you know? Feeling pretty good. And uh I think and then the universe rewarded me. How, Jessica? How did the universe reward you after you yelled at a white lady at the post office? Well, I'll tell you how. Okay, ready? I'm walking down the street, nice quiet little street, and this very, very handsome chap, boy, young man, a man, I would say maybe 20s or 30s, I can't tell how old anybody is anymore. He rides up to me, maskless, already a point is gone for you, sir, but... Very handsome. I think he needed to show the full face, you know? So he goes, excuse me, miss, could I uh, buy a cigarette off you? And I said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't have any cigarettes. And it was true. I don't usually take my cigarettes or my phone because those are two things I'm addicted to. And a lot of times I like to leave them at home and see if I can go without, you know, see if you can, if you can move around the world without all your addictions at fucking arm's length, you know, it's a real challenge, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And you know what it's called? Being present. <laughs> yes, being in the moment. Oh, could you imagine being every moment so grounded? <laughs> we'll get to that. So he says to me, can I buy a cigarette? I said, no, I don't have a cigarette. She, so he says, oh, well, I'm going to get some pizza. Can I buy you a slice of pizza, miss? <laughs> um, I mean, no. You know, cause he, here's the thing. He was very handsome, very handsome, but I must say, uh, he was not just like on a bike ride do you know what I mean he was down on his luck the boys the men they love me the down on their luck men and boys love me oh my god they fucking love me because I'm very accessible I'm in the street I'm in the street there's this white lady just wandering about in the street she's got some earrings on she may have some makeup on you know I try to get a little gussied especially in this time of, uh, you know in the end times don't we want to do our hair in the end times, shouldn't I have a little mascara on if I'm going to die tonight, you know, if the world will, if the world's imploding, maybe I should wear a little oil. I don't know, just an idea. So he rides off and I think, oh God, I should have maybe taken that slice of pizza, but I didn't. I said, no, sir, no. Oh, I've got to be, I've got to protect myself. I'm not saying he was a serial murderer, but I must protect myself in terms of, you know, perhaps I'd like to go for a man who has, I don't know, a car perhaps, or like a mask on, you know, just things that are like safe and you know, sane at this point in life. So I go across the street to under his construction. You know, it's my favorite thrift shop now. I think i talked to you guys about it, but uh, Methy Michelle works over there. She's a gas. Anyhow, under his construction, meaning God. So it's a place where people go to get sober and they get help and the, the money goes towards rehabs and stuff like that. So I, I like, going in there and I like saying hey to Michelle and yes ma'am yes ma'am she always says yes ma'am did you see I have some really good stuff hanging ma'am I have some really good stuff hanging I'm like Michelle is that Adderall or is it the meth because I can't really tell god bless her though right she's under his construction so we're we all are aren't we we're all under construction like Missy Elliott said Mm-hmm, thank you. So I go over there, and I and I bring her some apples, because that's what I do. I bring a lot of food to people. And I brought a bunch of apples to the under his construction because I wanted to help feed. I know a lot of the homeless go in there. And sometimes the homeless folks don't want to take fruit from me, which I understand, you know? White lady giving up, Hi, would you like an apple? Hi. Ah, no, it's fine. There's no razor blades or poison in it or anything. Like, like, I wouldn't trust me sometimes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm yelling at me in the post office. So I brought her the apples, and she said to me, Oh, go outside. There's a bunch of great stuff for free in the free bags outside. And I said, Okay. And I did go out and I did find, um, you know what I found? Cupid dolls. Two, two Cupid dolls. Yeah. And they were not white. Oh my God! Did my mom put them there in her ghostly time? A black Cupid doll and a brown Cupid doll with blonde hair, both naked, both adorable. Okay, I go. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, a toy. Oh my God, a doll. Oh my God, a Cupid doll. Then I notice there's a black guy sitting, standing right next to me at next to the free boxes, smoking a cigarette. And I go, hey. Oh, uh, hey. Do you want this doll? He's like, he goes, no, I don't want the doll, but I try, you know, I want to be loving and it was a free doll and you know, I don't know who loves dolls or who doesn't love dolls. I don't like to assume people don't want to snuggle with something in the nighttime and you know, replace whoever maybe you lost. So he, so we had a moment of an exchange and it was lovely, but I, I, uh, I didn't end up giving him the doll. I ended up keeping both dolls and bringing them home. I know I'm pretty lucky, broad. So, uh, so, so I found something else to do. I found like a thing. Okay, so I so here's what I recommend. If you're really going stir crazy and you feel like you have nothing to do during these end times, start go on Instagram or whatever socials you love, but Instagram works a lot easier, I think. And find places and people that are local to you and start following them. Because that's what I started doing when I came to Albuquerque. I was like, all right, I'm gonna follow this graffiti artist, I'm gonna follow this sculptor, I'm gonna follow this writer, and just so I could see maybe when and where and how things are happening. Well, let, let me just tell you how fucking smart that was. Let me just say, yes, Jess, yes! You gotta pat yourself on the back a lot these days, especially these days. So I found a Sunday A pop-up art show. What the fuck? Another art show. So pop-up art show, Sunday day, 2 to 6. I realize I look at at the address. I don't even know the city really yet, but I look at the directions, and I look at the map, and I see the address, and I go, oh, fuck, this is only a mile from me. I could walk to this shit. So what do I do? I get gussied. That's what I do. I get gussied put on all the stuff. I put on all the arty fucking let's be wild artists. Let's go out and, and feel our feelings and 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 be in the moment and, and and experience the city as much as possible. And I walk over there middle of the afternoon. Yeah. And I get there and I must say, No Paul Gallery. Look it up. Follow them. Fucking spectacular. Just beautiful local art. Graffiti art, oil paintings, acrylics, collage. Kids did uh, one room of the gallery is all from children's stuff because they said, you know, art and kids and you have to and it's the, the, the only way that kids can get out of their own shit. And I always tell you guys this, the only way that I escaped and I survived is by finding an outlet, no matter what that is, whether it be art or music or dance or math, comedy, telling your stories, jewelry making, whatever the fuck. If you're an herbalist, you want to make teas, you want to make tinctures, fucking go for it if it makes you feel good. So there was a room filled with children's art, and it was goddamn amazing. And there was there was some weird shit, too. There was like a foot... With a bunch of tattoos on it, but it was, it was, it looked like a human foot, but you knew it was a doll foot. It's it's, it's okay. It was a doll foot. And then there were some, uh, outdoor vendors going on and these beautiful crafts and there was pottery. But the girl who made the pottery was like this young girl. Cause you think, Okay crafts and pottery pottery is probably an older gals game am i right well that's what i assume but you motherfuckers don't assume you know that ass out of muna. so i go up to this pottery vendor and it's this young girl and she's so sweet and she's just like yeah i make pottery now here's the thing there's a huge difference in la new york albuquerque in la and in new york well and mostly in, in la Most of the people who do something do four other things. Like uh, if this vendor was in LA, I'd be like, oh yeah, I make pottery, but like, I really want to be a YouTube influencer. You know what I mean? Or like the guy who makes jewelry is like, yeah, I make jewelry, but I really am kind of looking to be a movie star, you know, like suck a dick. Out here, it's all they do. This is their art. They do it. So this chick pottery with mushrooms on it, weed leaves on it, and fucking little coyote. Oh, wolves at the howling. And I go, oh my God, girl, this is beautiful. And she says, thanks. You know, I've been doing it for a while. And I, I got my kiln and my, what. and I was like, fuck yeah. And I was talking to her about it. And I talked to this other, this very handsome, you know, I fall in love here about 17 times a week because when I meet a man here, oh God, first of all, Most of the men here are Hispanic or Native American, indigenous, and you all know that my mother raised me to uh, not like whites, so these men are so gorgeous to me, and this one man was selling jewelry that he made. He stamped copper and silver, and he had cuffs, and necklaces that he made. And he started to talk to me about it. And he said, I said, Ooh, what's the name of your company? I'll follow you online. And he goes, 505 ground. And I go, 505 ground. What? Wow. What does that mean? From the ground? Like you use minerals to make your jewelry from the ground. And he goes, no, like grounded. And I was like, I will suck your dick right here, right now. What are you fucking out? I, I, what? He starts talking to me about the grounding properties of his jewelry and that, and he was wearing, he said, I'm wearing one of my necklaces right now. And I make these, uh, call them trinkets. But when you're feeling anxious, you could just come and it feels really nice. It calms you down, you rub the silver and it makes you calmer. And I'm like, I will calm you down with a blowjob." right now, sir. Step out of the vending machine. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Now if that wasn't enough to get me riled up and hot and moisturized. I couldn't get away from sex. All of a sudden I'm all heated up from this guy. And next to him is this booth where the chick is drawing. First of all, there were dicks on a bag, dicks on a bag. Now that to me is beautiful. Like I'm going to, this is everything I need. I got my bag Oh, dicks. You know what I mean? Like we always said like, suck a bag of dick. You know, fuck you and a bag of dicks. I'll hit you with a bag of dicks. Like always bag of dicks was such a thing in my vernacular. And then all of a sudden there was this bag that had dicks drawn on it. And I was like, whoa, this is, it's like my whole life coming to life in front of me. Everything I've ever manifested in my whole life. And so <laughs> my John Redcorn, yes. And so uh, I could not stand by the by the booth that had all the drawings of sex. This girl, she was very good, she was very good. Her name was Taylor, and I'll put all their stuff in the. I will put all their stuff in the in the notes. I gotta tell you, whoo, goddamn, she was very detailed in regards to her drawings. Would you like to see my drawings? I mean, girls getting eaten out, guys eating ass uh, getting it from behind. I lasted about three seconds. And then I came at the, I came on her vending machine. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't, I couldn't sit there. I couldn't stand there. I couldn't take it. I had to run. I had to flee from that booth. And I was like, I can't, I can't look at the sex drawings. I miss it too much. I miss it too much. Do you hear me? And I know we're supposed to love ourselves, but trust, I love myself like, like it's part of my job. Do you know what I mean? I masturbate like a man, not like this. I wouldn't feel a thing, but you know what I mean? Just constantly in there, just prunes, prunes. So I have to take it easy. I missed someone else manipulating that area. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know you do, you fuckers. <laughs> I love you for it. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't stand by the the sex booth anymore. So I ran quickly away from the sex booth and I ran to the booth that had the beauty supply stuff. There's some oils, there's some candles, there's some bath salts. And I was like, "Oh, girls, okay, good. Oh, I had to get away from the sex booth because I miss it too much and my last boyfriend, he was such a meth. You know what I mean? What a meth he was. And let me tell you something. The the laughter that ensued from these girls after I said what a meth this boy was, oh, forget it. It was laughter of laughter of familiarity. It was that familiar laughter of like, oh, girl. And then they actually said, "Girl, preach, girl, preach." And I was like, "I will fucking preach right now." These methy motherfuckers. What are they doing? I said, "Stop it. You're fucking everything up, and your skin looks bad. So what is happening right now? Stop it, stop it." But I figured. I haven't done stand-up comedy in front of a live audience in a, a, almost a year. <laughs> and that's as close as I got recently. That's as close as I got. And I was like, yeah. I was like, ooh, I could just go walk around all these vendors and do my fucking bits and be like, ba-doop, ba ba boop, ta. You know, and it was it was working. It did work a little bit. They People were laughing, and I was feeling that – good vibe, you know, of like, oh, yeah, that's what I, that's, this is what I do. This is what I fucking do. And I cannot not do it anymore. It's really not, it's really not fair that we can't. So this show saves my Fucking life, and I just have to say thank you to everyone who shows up for me here on Tuesdays and who joins me on Fridays for my insanity, uh, insanity combs. And I just have to say, being able to write down all the stories that happen to me, all the crazy shit, all the people that I meet, the Karens I yell out, the John Redcorns I fall in love with everybody its so amazing and it just gets better all the time because I'm just paying more and more attention like I was walking home from the art show and I'm walking home it's about a mile like I said so I'm walking home the sun is setting it's beautiful evening time in Albuquerque and I'm taking pictures of murals and shit and it's just gorgeous and this black guy starts walking towards me and uh, again no mask what in the fuck but obviously not just on a walk. Like my guy from before, not on a bike ride. Do you know what I mean? So he wanders up to me and he says to me, Hey miss, do you think I could buy a cigarette off you? Again with the cigarette buying. This time I had my cigarettes, So I said, Hey man, you don't have to buy it. Come on, come on. I'll give you one. So I, I give him a cigarette. And as I'm handing him the cigarette, he says to me, so do you smoke? And, 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 you know, for a second, you're like, Motherfucker, I'm giving you a cigarette. Obviously, I smoke. And then I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. He's not talking about cigarettes. So I go, oh, weed? And he goes, eh, wrong answer. Okay, let's not talk to me like we're on a game show for drugs. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't pretend like this is a game show for drugs, sir. I don't know. I'm from California. I think when you ask me if I smoke, that you mean weed. So I go, weed? And he goes, eh wrong answer. Like, stop giving me the buzzer, sir. That's not going to work for me. And I go, oh, uh, ew, you mean, uh, Tina? And I didn't even want to say meth. I refer to it as the gay, the gay slang that I know. I was like, you mean Tina? And he goes, you know, and then he had a whole story and this is how I knew it wasn't a real story. He says to me, you know, uh, I got, it got given to me. Somebody gave it to me. And and so I just, now I got all this shit and I don't know what to do with it. And I figured, you know, you're out, I'm out. We can go smoke. And I was like, <laughs> again, it's cause I'm out that they want, that everyone wants to party with me. Come and party with me, miss you're out. Uh, and I said, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And there was no, consolation prize, you guys. Thank you for asking, was there a consolation prize? No. So he didn't have any weed. He just had all this shit to smoke. And so now I realize that Breaking Bad uh, not a fictional uh, story. Not a fictional story. They did not bring meth to Albuquerque to start shooting Breaking Bad. They said, wow, this city's fucking it's filled with meth here. Maybe we should do a show about it. And speaking of Breaking Bad, do you know that every horrifying location that they end up in, like Saul is on a payphone, or, you know, Walt is going to drop off some money somewhere, just a horrible, horrible, shitty locations with, like, broken windows. I, oh, that's right by my house. Oh, that's right by my house. Oh, look at that. That's I get, like, starstruck. And it's crazy because I grew up in Hollywood where all the movies and TV shows were shot. But I only got excited that I was shot there. You know what I mean? So I never was excited to see New York. I never was excited to see LA. But now I see Albuquerque and I'm like, oh shit, look at that broken down car wash. That's right by my house. It looks so nasty. Wow. But speaking of New York, you know what I actually, what made me miss New York this week? I started to watch, because I needed a break from all the meth and all the madness on uh, BB. I started to watch the Martin Scorsese Fran Leibowitz documentary. Oh my God! Okay, now a lot of you may not know who the fuck Fran Leibowitz is, and that's okay. But motherfuckers, you're gonna learn, okay? You got to Watch this shit. Even if you don't like New York, the way that she talks about New York and the way she talks about tourists in New York and the New York in the 70s, and like, this is why I fucking moved there. Because Scorsese is interviewing her a lot of the time and he's like, but wasn't New York scary in the 70s? And She goes, yeah, that's why we moved here. Yeah, but wasn't it dirty in the 70s? That's, that's why we moved here. Okay. So go and watch the Fran Leibowitz documentary. It's called Pretend It's a City. And it's like the best, it's the best title for it as well, because she's a fucking amazing, amazing person. She knows me. She called me a genius in your dream. Oh my goodness. Well, I think that we are two of the same because she says that there's no one younger than her that does what she does. And I would say that I might be the one because she says there are two types of people right now that are in entertainment. And there's one that's just hates everything, and that sucks, and this sucks, and look at how much that sucks. And then there's the other one who thinks everything's just great. And oh wow, that's wonderful, and look at how wonderful this is. And no one, she says, who tells the real shit. Well, guess what? Hi. Hi, Fran. I'm here for you. And I cannot wait to be on book tour in new york reading and then going to have a, a coffee with her afterwards it's it's happening you know it's fucking happening so uh i have been i have been watching uh, much too much television as you guys know i've talked now about two or three different uh shows but um I I was just told to watch a movie from, I think it's the early 2000s or late 90s, I don't even know when it was made, but one of my great friends that I went to high school with in Santa Monica said, uh, she, (laughs) Melissa, shout out to Melissa, what's up crazy, she uh, recommended that I watch Seventeen Again. Seventeen Again is with Zac Efron, and it was shot at Santa Monica High School, now, she and I went to that school together, but I only went there for one semester and then I dropped the fuck out. I was like, high school? And no, then i thank you. Plus, my mom had moved out of the hotel that we lived in together and so I had to pay for my rent at the hotel room. Granted, it was only 250 bucks a month. That's a shit. Santa Monica rent? Yeah, bitches. It was so good. So, anyway, uh, I, I dropped out of school. And, um, so I wasn't at Santa Monica high school, but my friend Melissa said, and I wrote it down because it was so fucking, it made me laugh a lot. She said, Hey, do you want to get triggered again by high school shit? Then watch 17 again. (laughs) I go, I don't want to get triggered by high school stuff, but I don't think that I would be triggered by 17 again because I never even went to school when I was even supposed to be at school. And then I just decided, let me just get the fuck out of school. And I never really looked back. So my friend Melissa works with teens and she uh, also has a brilliant, brilliant podcast called Synchrosoma also on Instagram that you could follow and uh, she works with teens and she does, she helps them with murals but she works with teens that the schools call at risk. She doesn't like that at all and she says you know who else doesn't like it? The fucking teens that we call at risk because you know why? Every teen is at risk. You can't just call a brown teen at risk or a black teen at risk. Every teen is at risk. Have you been a teenager? Do you remember how it was? Fucking risky. All those hormones going everywhere? Oh, Jesus. Now I have it going the other way. (laughs) Yeah. So every teen is at risk. If you want to be triggered and you went to Santa Monica High School, watch 17 again with Zac Efron. Who, by the way, she says, is so fucking cute. He's so good looking that it's almost gross. She says, you know what he needs? He needs some scars on his face. And I agree. I like a good scar or a, I like a tattoo. Why did I make the tattoo so big? I like big tattoos. So, uh, yeah. So the, the universe is, is taking care of me as usual. Um... I thank you guys so much for joining me and listening to my stories and uh, hanging out with me here for, you know, half hours, some odd crazy shit. And uh, this Friday, I'm going to go again on location. I'm going to a place called the Secret Gallery, another pop-up art slash DJ situation. I'll be there live, going live with my little thing and uh, with you if you're around. If you want to. Would you like to? I would like to. Thank you. I love you so much. I'm so glad you laughed. I'm so glad you thought about things. Oh, one last thing. Look, when we start to put the pieces back together with this new administration, can we please not hire a white man to be the head of the anti-racist unit in the NYPD? That's just dumb. Let's hire people who look like the people that we're trying to help. Ha. What an idea. Oh boy. All right. And I'll, I'll just leave you with this. If you're out and about and in this fucking crazy ass society that we live in right now, please be careful. But also please stand up for what's right. And if you find that you're the only person of white or of who, just stand up for what the fuck is right. Just say your, just speak it. Speak it. And it, and it changes. It changes. The more we talk about it, the more we say no, the more we say you are not better than the other, the more that we give everyone the same attention, love. Um, shit's, shit's shifting. You can feel it. You can feel it. So let's shift for the better. And I love you. I hope I wasn't too much of a nag. I don't care, though. I don't really care. This is my show. So I, I can do what I want. Ha, ha, ha. So, watch Fran, and be careful and write shit down and sleep well and drink lots of water, and don't worry, we're gonna be okay. And whatever you're doing, if you're not hurting yourself and you're not hurting anybody else, you're fucking killing it, kids. You're killing it. I love you. I love you so much. Mwah. Each and every one of you is spectacular, and God damn it, you're the best. All right. Don't say, God damn it. My friends don't like that. I'll say, motherfucker, you rule. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Till next time. Yeah. Until next time. Right. Yeah.